The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So as I said in my opening remarks, today we celebrate, in a certain sense, the birthday of the church. Because the apostles went out for the first time on their own, so to speak, when Jesus was not living among them in the flesh and preached the good news. It's an interesting study to look at Peter, for example, before and after Pentecost. You think back to Holy Thursday night, early Good Friday morning, when Peter denied that he even knew Jesus three times because he was afraid. And on Pentecost Sunday morning, he goes out with great boldness, with great courage, quoting from the Old Testament and declaring in front of everybody that Jesus, this Jesus whom you crucified, by the way, is both Lord and Christ. And that was not an easy message for the crowd to hear, especially those who had condemned Jesus to death. So Peter knew it was not going to be a very popular message for some, and that it would bring certain questioning and persecution but he still had the courage to proclaim it. And that was, in a sense, the gift that they received on Pentecost morning. This new infusion, if you will, of grace, of power, of courage and boldness. Because the gospel we read today is not from Pentecost Sunday, it's from Easter Sunday. And... Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. Yes, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. So he's giving them that gift on that particular morning, the charism to forgive sins, which is something that priests receive when they're ordained. We receive the the charism, if you will, to offer the Mass to, to... transform, if you will, to transubstantiate the bread and the wine into the body and blood of Christ. And with that, we also receive this charism to absolve sins in the sacrament of confession. So the the, the apostles had already received the Spirit. We have to know that. They were baptized. They were ordained. They had received the Eucharist. They had received this charism to forgive sins. But there was more. There was more that they needed 
to carry out the mission that they had been entrusted with. And today's second reading, so beautiful. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So that's one of the gifts that we all have received uh, by virtue of our baptism and confirmation in particular, to know that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is God. We can't have that kind of faith, that kind of relationship without the Holy Spirit. Because you probably have met those people who say, yeah, I believe in God, some kind of God, but I'm not so sure that I believe that Jesus was God. So that is something that the Holy Spirit helps us with. That's very particular to Christians. The gift of the Holy Spirit to know God, to know the love of Abba, Father, and the Lordship, you might say, of Jesus Christ. That he was indeed sent by the Father, that he is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. That's all a gift. We probably take that for granted. It's something that most of us probably grew up with, believing in Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. But we, we couldn't believe that without the Holy Spirit. And then for us to believe it more and more, to have a deeper friendship and a deeper knowledge, if you will, of the heart of God. Here I am wearing this beautiful vestment today with the sacred heart on the front and the dove of the Holy Spirit on the back. To have a deeper, more intimate friendship with God, well, again, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the more we ask, the more we will receive. Remember the instructions of Jesus from last Sunday, the Ascension? which really happened on a Thursday, but anyway. He said, go back into the city and wait and pray with my mother and pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for that promise. Pray for that power. In Greek, the word for power is dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite and dynamic. Pray for that power. So that's what they did. They went, and for nine days, it was the original novena. If you've ever prayed a novena, which comes from the Latin word for nine, the original novena was just this, Ascension Thursday to Pentecost Sunday. And they were asking for more. And that's something we can do every day. We can always ask for more. More of what? more of the Spirit of God to help us grow closer to God, to help us have more courage and boldness to live our faith, to practice it, to share it. And that's where this second reading, I think, can help all of us. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. That includes you, everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit 
is given for some benefit. So we all have received gifts, but different gifts. Because if we all had the same gift, well, that would be boring, right? And we wouldn't be as effective as a body of believers. In fact, isn't that how we are being described here today? As a body, a mystical body. So we all have different roles to play. I think most of you know I played American football, the greatest team sport there is. Sorry, you soccer fans or basketball fans or hockey fans, but my high school football coach who played professional baseball and ran cross country even admitted, no, football is the greatest team sport. Why is that? Because on any given play, all 11 members of the team have to execute their responsibility or the play probably won't work. Or as he used to say, it might mean the difference between a five-yard gain and a touchdown if somebody doesn't do their job. That's why it's the greatest team sport, because on every play, all 11 guys got to come together and execute together. And they all have different parts. I played football for six years, three in high school, three in college. I never scored a touchdown. Poor me. But you know what? That wasn't my job. I was on defense. And I never intercepted a pass or picked up a fumble. I caused some fumbles in my day. I'm very proud of that. I could still remember them. It's so funny, right? I'm 49 years old and I could still remember causing fumbles when I was 19 and 20. I love it. I never scored a touchdown. But... I was a very valuable defensive player. And my role was very important. But so was the guy next to me. His role was really important too. They were all important. Okay, for you, those of you who are hockey and soccer fans, you know how hard it is if you've played on a team when you're down a man, right? Somebody gets put in the penalty box, right? Or in soccer, someone gets a red card, ooh. Now you're playing a man or a woman down, right? That's really hard. And you really can't play the way you would like to play with as much aggression and, and, I mean, to score a shorthanded goal is really tough, right? Very rare. Well, let's apply that now to the church. You know, I know it's Monsignor's anniversary today, and a lot of people are, are going to go to that Mass at 1.30. But think about it, right? The churches should be full. There's lots of Catholics who live around here, right? So rarely is this church full. I'm not knocking you guys. I'm just saying, like, we're kind of playing shorthanded, if you get my drift. We're playing shorthanded here. And that's tough. So kudos to you for being here. (laughs) But let's pray. Let's pray. Let's ask Holy Spirit today. Let's, Let's bring back those members who are inactive. Who have gotten too comfortable in the penalty box or on the sideline. Because we need them. You could argue that we need them now more than ever. 
We need all the help we can get. And for those of us who are here, we can't afford to just sit on the sidelines or up in the stands. We can't be spectators. Being a Christian in 2022 is not a spectator sport, if you know what I mean, right? But we won't have the energy, the conviction, or the courage to go out without Holy Spirit. So let's pray for that today. That for those of us who are here, that we get more of what we need, that the gifts we have are stirred up. A friend of mine likes to use the analogy of chocolate milk. How many kids out there like to make chocolate milk? Have you made your own chocolate milk before? How do you make the chocolate milk? You take the, the, the mix, right? Take a scoop or two of the mix and you put it in the, the white milk, right? And then what do you got to do? Got to stir it up. Got to stir it up. So there's a passage in Paul's letter to Timothy where he says, May the gifts you've received be stirred up. May they be fanned into flame. So let's pray for that for all of us who are here, that the gifts we've already received be stirred up, activated, in other words. May they be activated. May they be fanned into flame. And we can always pray for more. Let's pray for more gifts today, too. And let's pray that those who aren't here, who aren't active, that they would become activated. And maybe Holy Spirit is putting somebody on your mind, on your heart right now. Maybe it's a family member. I know it's hard to preach to family members, but think of a neighbor, a coworker, a customer. Maybe someone has already been put into your life and you've been witnessing to them about Jesus or the chosen. That's an easy way to evangelize these days. Just talk about the chosen to people. Hey, have you seen the chosen? If you all haven't seen the chosen, you need to watch it. That's your homework, remember? Some people took that seriously and it's really benefited their spiritual life. But seriously, if you haven't watched The Chosen, watch it. It'll help you get to know Jesus better, I believe. And, and just ask Holy Spirit for some opportunity to invite that person to church. Pray with them. Invite them back to church. Explain to them. Witness to them. Give testimony to them about how the Lord is working in your life and how he has helped you and how he is helping you currently in this time of crisis, I would say, that we're living in in our culture. But it's not without hope. We are not here without hope. In fact, we are full of hope because we believe that Jesus is Lord, that he is alive, and that we all have received his spirit and that he is literally living his resurrected life through us and with us and in us. Amen.